Here's a thought. What if you woke up to find you'd won $20,000 every month for 20 years? Imagine the possibilities. Set for life from New South Wales Lotteries. Grab an entry in-store or online today. Hello and welcome to the Farpost Perth podcast. My name is Neil Sherwin and I'm delighted to be joined by Blaine Tregold. How are you, Blaine? Neil, how are you doing? Yeah, not too bad, not too bad. We're going remote for this podcast, uh, given Skype a spin to see how that works for us. So, um, yeah, technical difficulties will, will probably be, well, there'll probably be many of them. Uh, but that's all right, we'll, we'll plough on through. Blaine, we're going to have a chat a little bit about Perth Glory. Obviously, being the A-League off-season, there's... Still about six weeks or so until the main action starts up again, and we'll also have Perk Glory CEO Peter Philopoulos. Uh, he, he joined you for a chat earlier on today, so we'll have the audio from that. And then to round things off, we're going to look at the what's well, what promises to be an exciting conclusion to the MPLWA regular season, and that's uh, that's happening this week. So lots of football going on anyway, Blaine. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. It's sad to um, get uh, obviously to the crunch end of the MPL season and. Um We'll talk about that obviously a little bit later, but there's um, obviously we went down to Yormop Junlop last week and saw another pre-season friendly with Perth Glory. Um, so there's a start to ramp up a little bit, and um, you know hopefully the the A League season um, you know hurries itself up and gets here pretty quick. Yeah, that's it. I think it's 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 dragged on a little bit too much. They had some really great content on the A League site today. Uh, what was your favourite match ball of the A League era? When you start seeing stuff like that presented in gallery form, you know it's probably time to get the the ball rolling, so to speak, and uh, let us actually watch watch some football. So yeah, we uh, as you said, Perk Glory played against June Lup United last week, had a one nil win, a decent crowd down at Percy Doyle Reserve, considering it's winter. Um, to me, Glory looked very much in pre-season mode. A few players definitely were not looking sharp. Um, but it's it's 90 minutes under the belt. They need that now that they're at the FFA Cup. Um, there's still players to come in. Obviously, uh, we we know Castro is is coming back shortly to start his preseason. Andreu didn't play in that game, and there's the talk of signing uh, Xavi Torres, another Spaniard, if they can get him over the line as potentially the the second marquee. Uh, do you think that those three Spaniards coming in will be enough? Based on what you've seen of Glory so far in preseason, are they, are they still going to be a few players short of challenging for the top places? Well, it certainly. Um, I mean, those players come in certainly kind of bumps up the stocks a fair bit, uh, if I'm honest. Um, but I mean, it all comes down to them being fit, uh, really. Um, obviously, last year we kind of struggled at the back because we we I mean we had a decent back four all on paper, but unfortunately we were very very injury uh, ravaged in that. So. Um, I think the key, the key is to you know have your have your team fit and firing um, as much as you can throughout the season. Um, generally holds you in pretty good stead in picking up uh, you know consistent results. Yeah, it does, and it's it's difficult in Perk Glory's position in the sense that they're not going away this year to play overseas games. They're staying in in WA and playing against the A League side or sorry the MPL sides. It would have been nice to play other A League opposition potentially in the FFA Cup, but it's not materialising. So there is that fear that they'll be 
they'll be a bit underdone going into the into the season. Um, yeah, so I, I think that's what a lot of people are worried about. Even Kenny Lowe admitted when he was speaking to you the other night that Glory have started slowly uh, at times under under him and it hasn't helped them. So you know we really really want to hit the ground running um, to get those points on the board early and. The concern, I guess, yeah, from a lot of supporters is that they're not going to be ready to, to be firing on all cylinders come the first week of October. Yeah, no, I mean, that's something that I've been uh, banging on about for quite a bit now is um, because we are so isolated, if we don't get that good or a decent kind of cup run and use that as, uh, you know, pre-season, um, we generally go into the, um, into the proper stuff in the league uh, a little bit underdone. So, I mean, that is concerning. Um, it's interesting um, that we haven't tried to, well, not yet, uh, tried to even just try and... Um, I noticed Newcastle Jets has been travelling here, there and everywhere. Uh, I think they've done about 10, 10 games regionally and all over the shop uh, for, for them. And I thought that was a great idea uh, for Newcastle um, specifically. And I'm surprised we don't do something something similar ourselves and just, just keep the boys running. Um, we've generally just had a couple of sporadic... Um, local fixtures against MPL and nothing to the MPL guys, but they're, you know, it's, you're not going to, when you have sporadic games like that, you're not really going to um, be match fit come the come the proper season. No, I, I think it's difficult. Yeah, the, the lack of overseas, an overseas trip this time around probably does hurt them a little bit. Um, and as we mentioned, going out of the FFA club. So I, I think they just need to cram as many friendlies in as possible at least even if it is against inferior opposition at least you're getting minutes into the legs and that will that will stand you in good stead but yeah unfortunately the weather delayed the, the game against you and look by a week which which obviously doesn't help either so it's it's not being great I don't think um, probably not ideal preparation but there's still a few players to come in and, and hopefully the I, th- I think the the word is that it's going to be one uh, one more main squad player, obviously that marquee spot is up for grabs, and then there's talk of a, a, another youngster, another 21 player. So hopefully they come in. I d- it doesn't look at this stage blind that we're going to get that much coveted left winger to <laughs> to fill the squad. Um, we'll, we'll have to go another season without one of them. Uh, and obviously the injury to Joseph Mills then means Glory are even uh, even lighter on the left hand side. They, they, they will he's. He won't be match fit by the time the season starts, so it looks like they're going into the year with, with just Warren a left back. Yeah, well, uh, you know, we've mentioned before, I, I generally think we need a left-sided uh, player because um, you generally get Castro to drift out there, and I think he's just absolutely wasted out there. And at his age, he's not going to be the kind that's going to, um, you know, uh, put in your, your yards like a bloody racehorse up and down that left side. Um, it'll be interesting to see... Um, uh, Obviously, they've been using a little bit of youth um, in the preseason matches. There's been a lot of 45 minutes here, 45 minutes there, and letting a lot of the youth um, uh, players come in and, and, and you know, have a, have a chance to impress, which I, I think is not a bad idea. And there's a fair bit of energy in those young guys. But whether they can fill in a position like that, um, yeah, that's uh, yet to be seen, I think. Yeah, they do have a lot of young guys in it around the squad. And Daniel Steins has been getting a, a bit of... A, time with them in pre-season he's looked okay Joe Knowles is there um, there's still no sign of Jamal Rainers he's coming back from an ankle injury um, I think I think Br- uh, Jake Brimmer has looked pretty good on the ball in the minutes that I've seen him play and and even then the, you, you, Alex Grant is a lot younger than you think he is because he's been around for a couple of years now but he's still only in his early 20s so there's some there's some promising young players in the squad but they do need that experience around them and hopefully 
the uh, the three Spaniards. I can just see the three amigos headlines and them dressed in uh, in traditional uh, attire. Um, uh, there's a photo shoot coming definitely if if they all sign on together. But that's they're the sort of experienced players that you do need. And I know that there will be complaints on Facebook as there was about Andreu and the age and all that kind of thing. But I think at the, the moment, Glory only have three or four players over 30 in the squad so that's that's quite a, a a good number really considering it's we're generally told it's a retirement league so I don't think having one more in an experienced La Liga player uh, is a bad thing and something that we should be sniffing at no absolutely and as um, when Roston went uh, to Uzbekistan I've, I've heard that we got a we got a fair bit of cash for him whether it's enough to get someone like uh, Javi Torres um, which would be an absolutely fantastic pickup if I'm honest um, yeah, we'll have to wait and see, but um, hopefully uh, that does come through, and uh, um, it, it generally will ho- ho- hopefully um, just uh, bolster those um, those defensive kind of midfield stocks as well. Well, look, we're going to have a listen now to what Peter Philopoulos had to say about the recent goings on. So, said I said earlier, you had a chat with him today. So, yeah, uh, have a listen to that and and see what you think. Thanks for joining us, Peter. Hey, Brian, how are you? Yeah, good. Thanks, mate. Mate, just um, let's get into it. Let's ask, how are the uh, preparations going for the uh, upcoming season? Well, I think they're going pretty well. I'm pretty pleased. I think I said on CEO to explore that I'm pretty happy with the process and uh, in our recruiting strategy. And, you know, there has been a process under Jacob Burns and Kenny Lowe for A-League and obviously Bobby Dostotovsky and uh, Callum Summers for the W-League and... You know, I think our recruiting's gone quite well. You know, in the, uh, we've bolstered the midfield uh, with Mitch Nichols and Andre coming into the squad to support uh, Castro. I think our front third for the last year that was pretty, uh, pretty potent um, and tormenting uh, other other clubs, other teams. There's another midfielder that was trying to get to the club at the moment to replace Boston. You know, and of course we've got the uh, the injured, uh, you know, Alex Grant and Lowry coming back. You know, and uh, Mitch, other than Mitch Nichols, we've got Scott Neville and uh, Jacob Pascalero to, to help uh, out in the defence as well. So I think it's uh, a quality squad. Um, you know, I think it's it's a better squad than last year in quality. Uh, I think we might be lighter, you know, a couple of spots in the squad, but I think it's going to be, you know, uh, better in quality. And of course, the women's uh, team, you know, we've got a lot of uh, expectation uh, with the women uh, this year. And, you know, how can we go past Sam Kerr, who's had a, an extraordinary um, year in the States and with the Matildas, and uh, she's going to be coming back hotter than ever. So we're pretty excited by the women's team as well. Yeah, absolutely. Just on that, um, I mean, as you mentioned, Sam Kerr, uh, she's had a phenomenal uh, 12 months. Um, mate, you must be absolutely ecstatic with her uh, marketability at the moment um, and have a player like that linked with Perth Glory. I mean, she's a fantastic um, ambassador for women's football with WA football and Australian football also. And, and, and a proud Western Australian, mate. That's the, the important part. Such a, I've never met a person, a sports person to be so proud of her roots and, uh, you know, it, it's a delight. She's a pleasure to deal with on and off the field and you know, she deserves all uh, all the kudos she's getting at the moment. Uh, and, of course, please go on to, just all the fans should go on to FIFA.com. For those who weren't aware, she uh, has been nominated in the top 10 women's footballers uh, in the world. And there's a vote being taking place at the moment on FIFA.com. So I encourage all the fans, uh, tonight at some stage or from tomorrow, to go on to FIFA.com and vote for, for Sam Kerr, who could be, 
nominated by FIFA as the best women, uh, women's footballer in, 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 around at the moment, which will be a massive feat. Just on terms of off-field kind of stuff, I mean, membership tracking and how um, that kind of thing, how's that all uh, progressing at the moment? Well, we've set a target of 10,000 and we're just under 6,000 at the moment, so, you know, 60% of the, along the way, uh, you know, which is fantastic. Um, and that's going really swimmingly well and, uh, you know, I think the, the members have spoken. I mean, there's all a, a number of reasons why, you know, fans should jump on the board and remember this year and obviously 13 home games in NIB, members will get a special pre-sale period for the big Chelsea game next year, which will go on sale at the end of the year uh, by Ticketmaster. Uh, and if you're a Perth Warrior member, you're going to get an exclusive pre-sale period to access tickets to that game, which we expect to be a sellout. There's going to be a lot of interest coming out of the Eastern Seaboard. It's the only game in Australia they're playing in, and a lot of people coming out of Asia. So there will be 60,000 people at Perth Stadium. And Perth members can jump the queue by being a, uh, you know, by being a member. You, you get an exclusive pre-sale period. So Pretty exciting, and you know, if we can get get over that magic ten thousand uh, membership number, it was only a couple of years ago we were about six thousand. So, you know, it's been a massive increase, uh, which is fantastic, and we really appreciate the support of the, the you know the WA community. Uh, just going back to um, a pre-season kind of form, it was obviously disappointing um, in the FFA Cup to get knocked out so early. Um, I've always been of the of the belief that the kind of the longer the cup run generally goes for us. Or for Perth Glory, um, we generally have a better pre-season. Um, do you think it's kind of hindered hindered our pre-season um, preparations in a certain way? Well, look, there's no one more more disappointed that, with that loss against Heidelberg than I was, uh, given my my pre my past and the rivalry with Heidelberg. So I took it pretty hard, but you know, it's also probably given you know, uh, the boys a bit of a, a, a time to, to reflect on that result, um, which was clearly not good enough, and Kenny's not happy, and neither uh, Jacob Burns, no one at the club uh, is, is happy with that result. But, you know, that's always the risk, you know, when you're going into a game like that, an FFA Cup game, uh, on the back of, uh, you know, these NPL clubs, and the NPL Victorian League is uh, probably one the strongest in Australia, um, and their runaway uh, table toppers of the NPL in Victoria, playing a team who uh, pretty much uh, have, have only commenced really their their uh, pre-season, you know, and they're still finding form and a lot of their players missing. I've, and I've said, you play that game in five or six weeks' time, there is no way knowing that result will happen again, right? You know, because you, you're catching Perth Glory at a different period of their pre-season training. So... Um, and it was unfortunate. It's still not good enough. I'm not finding excuses. It wasn't good enough, uh, but it's certainly given something for the team and the coaches to reflect upon. Um, you know, it has come uh, with some sort of embarrassment. So hopefully, that is the wake-up call that the the club needs, the team needs. Yeah, absolutely. Um, just on, uh, I've noticed that the local uh, pre-season matches that we've uh, that we've had just locally against NPL sides and and what have you. There seems to be a bit of a more of an emphasis on um, trying to scout out uh, more of those youth players coming through the system. Yeah, look, it's a it's a perfect opportunity to see what you've got in the, in your stocks, and you know, you know, there's there's spots up for for place for seeing your contracts. So you know, we know Joseph Knowles has been elevated. There's probably another, you know, there's an opportunity for someone else to elevate from from now within uh, in, as a senior contract. Um, you know, we've got an NPL Junior Academy now and we want to see how these boys are progressing at the various stages of their career, you know, and uh, yeah, it, it's great to see. I went out and saw our NPL team on 
Saturday against ECU June's lab and you know they 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 had a spirited performance. You know obviously our backs up against the walls and fighting for you know relegation. But you know the young kid did really really well against ECU June's lab and they you know spirited performance uh, to, to to extract a one one draw. And, you know a lot of these kids that look towards uh, you know earning a contract at Perth Glory. And to be given an opportunity by Kenny Lay to show what they've got at you know preseason games like that, I think uh, you know is is a, is a carrot for them. Where do you where does Perth Glory or yourself sit if you can give us some insight into the um, the FFA FIFA fiasco in terms of changing the democratic process? Um, some clubs and some individuals have been quite um, quite forthright and um, stating where they sit. I'm just wondering where do, where does Perth Glory sit in that in that um, situation? Well, it's no, it's no secret that you know the A League has been pretty much funded by private, private uh, equity for a long period of time, and you know eight, eight of the ten clubs are currently losing money, you know, including Perth Glory. So, um, you know, the the owners uh, went into, went about an exercise with the FFA where they dissected the profit and loss of FFA, and they uh, they they found uh, that. Uh, of the $100 million turnover that comes uh, you know, into FFA, uh, 70% of that income is attributable to, to A-League revenue. However, only 20, 26% you know, ends up at the A-League club. So the club owners are pretty much saying it's just not good enough for eight of the 10 clubs to be losing money. You know, Most of your revenue, the vast majority of your revenue is A-League um, revenue, attributable revenue, and yet only so little goes back, flows back through to the system. Uh, into A League clubs uh, who are losing money, and by by virtue of you're asking us to run NPL academies, that you know you've closed your the, FFA has closed the Centre of Excellence in Canberra because they're regionalising that concept and they expect the clubs to run the NPL Junior Academy as we do here. We have a women's team as well, so you know we're funding 11 teams yet there's no no additional funding coming to our way, which is pretty much our revenue that we, that we generate as a, as a club. So that's that side of it. You know, the, the, the owners are fighting a, a more sustainable model, if you like, an A-League model. And, of course, what comes with that is, you know, the debate around a breakaway league, uh, not a breakaway league, or separating the A-League from the FFA. So the FFA can go about running the national teams. Um, and grassroots football, including the, the state-run competitions, and the A League is uh, is, is uh, an A League uh, run separately, a bit like the English Premier League, uh, you know, with the English FA. So, you know, that's a debate that's uh, that's been had uh, very robustly at the moment with the owners and, and FFA. And, and separate to that is also FIFA's uh, dissatisfaction with the, the current Congress uh, set up of. Uh, of, of, of football and, and the stakeholders at the moment, the only people that have a say uh, in, in football uh, in this country are the states, uh, the A League clubs, um, and, and that's pretty much it. I think the states get nine votes, and the clubs as a collective get one vote. To put it into context for you, Blaine, Northern Territory, uh, the Football Association of Northern Territory, gets one vote uh, compared to all the A League clubs combined. They're one vote, you know. Yep. So quite simply, that's not good enough. The players don't get a vote for the PFA. The women don't get a vote. So there's uh, the, the FIFA is pretty much saying to FFA, the Congress is not representative of your football community. In in uh, and and you know the key the key interest groups that need to have a say in football. So I think it's a 
it's a debate that needs to be had. Uh, and, and a lot of people over time, over time, have argued that the states have had way too much say. So it's just really rebalancing that Congress uh, to uh, be able to uh, be more representative of, of the football community. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, even coming from a fan's point of view, I think um, even fans would like to get to a point where we, we would like to have a bit more of a say in who runs the game from our point of view. But um, anyway, we'll have to see what happens come um, November when I think FIFA and AFC are back in town and um, we'll see what comes of it. Uh, Peter Philopoulos, thanks for joining us on the Far Post Perth. No worries. Thank you very much. And uh, look, uh, just a you know, final message to the fans. Jump on board, become a member. Uh, the numbers are going great guns. And, uh, and of course, you'll maximise your chance uh, of uh, getting a ticket to the Chelsea game next year, which will go to, on sale at the end of the year. Uh, there's you know there's flexi packages if you can't get to 13 games there's flexi packages where you can get to five games so jump on board our our, uh, our website uh, at membership.perthglory.com.au and buy one of the, the flexi packages and hopefully the more the merrier. Excellent, sounds great, Peter. Thanks very much, mate. No worries, mate. So much. Welcome back to the Far Post Perth podcast. It's Neil still here with Blaine, and you've just listened to Peter Philopoulos giving the lowdown on Perth Glory. We're going to finish the the pod by having a look at the MPL. Um, it's getting to the end of, of the season. There's a lot going on, um, top and bottom. It's a it's just stories everywhere really that you look. So we'll we'll start at the in the uh, at the top of the table, and Blaine Inglewood are leading the way. They're um, they're on 54 points. They, they were a little bit... Well, I didn't see the game, but from all reports, they were a little bit fortunate to beat Balcada at the weekend. They only scraped a 2-1 victory. Um, and Balcada were leading in that game, and Balcada were paying $11 to win. Now, I was told that they were paying $11 as a registered footballer. I would never dream of betting on the MPL. I'm just putting it out there to save my own back. But I was told that they were paying $11, and uh, they nearly snuck at least a point out of that one. So, um, Inglewood, yeah, a little bit of a, a little bit of a stumble, but they're okay. Um, they've got the three points. They're a point clear of Bayswater City, who are then two points clear of Perth SC, and Sorrento are back in fourth spot with Florida team, Athena still knocking on the door in fifth. So there's five teams competing for the top four. Uh, Inglewood, it's all in their hands really. They've um, they've got. They've got one game left, and well, to get themselves over the line, they should be able to do that. But do you think that there's any any chance of a slip from them, or or they they just had they had their slip last week, and now they'll just go and, and close it out? Sorry, who have they got this week? They're away to Floriot. So. Ooh. Yes. Ooh, well, that's going to be interesting. Obviously, the um, uh, we put a bit of info out today that uh, we picked up that. Uh, Glenn Grostate, the manager of Florida, has actually thrown in the towel um, uh, over the last couple of days due to some disagreements at, with the board. So it'll be interesting to see where Florida is at at the moment. Um, and you generally find that sides can go, you know, one of two directions. They either come out firing or they absolutely uh, capitulate. So it's um, it's going to be really, really interesting. Um, interestingly enough, hot on Inglewood's heels is Bayswater City. Now, they didn't have the greatest start to the year, uh, and they actually missed out a few, and they, uh, due to postponements of matches in, in uh, terrible weather and what have you, but they've um, made a really good run really, uh, really late 
to be, you know, absolutely hot on the heels of Inglewood at the moment. So um, it's going to be really, really interesting to see how it pans out. Um, obviously, uh, you've got Balcata right down the bottom there with Mandra. Um, and, of course, it'll be interesting to see how that, how that pans out too, uh, going into the last day with them two playing each other. Yeah, Balcata Mandra is the, is the fixture that everyone really wants to, wants to see because we still... In according to the competition rules, a team will be relegated. But after last year's debacle and the challenges that were put in play, it, I wouldn't be surprised if whichever team finishes bottom tries to find a loophole to save themselves. Uh, it'll be that sort of thing. Um, so Balcada and Mandra, yeah, go go head to head. It'll also it's also kind of funny that Perk Glory will will likely survive, but an administrative error cost Perk Glory three points against Balcada. Now Balcada lost that game but were were awarded the three points they will be sitting bottom at the moment on 13 points two points behind Mandra were it not for that overturned result so they they could they could basically escape uh, due to an admin error by another club which you have you kind of have to laugh at the at the sort of stuff that goes on sometimes in this league oh absolutely absolutely and I think just just going into the league, I think it's um it's only fair. I think they need to really state at the at the start of the league that they need some concrete rules in there. Um, I think uh, just as a courtesy to to the club, so everyone really knows to where they stand come the end of the season. And I think they'll um you know you're you're going to be less likely to have those those dramas later on in the season if there is kind of concrete rules and everyone everyone is on the same wavelength. So. Uh, in terms of administrative errors, I mean that's disgraceful that it should happen by an A League side as well, well a uh, you know an A League affiliated side, um, you know with all the resources and everything that they've got. So, um, but hopefully they've all learned from it, and um, you know we just start to see the uh, creases get ironed out, um, you know across the board. Yeah, well they go through the full range of fixtures um, this weekend anyway. It's it's a, it's all Saturday three o'clock games. Uh, you've got Armadale against Junlup United. Um, you've got Perth Glory against Coburn. Perth SC host ECU Junlup. Floriad against Inglewood, as we mentioned. Bayswater are home to Sterling Lions, who have also had a coaching change uh, this past week. Balcada host Mandra and Sorrento against Subiaco. And we also should mention that Sorrento are an FFA Cup action this week as well. They're over East, so. Good luck to Jamie Harmon and the lads um, playing in that one. It'd be great if they could knock off. Uh, an Eastern state side and, and progress into well into into the latter stages. So that's a it's a big game for them, and then they come back and they play a Percy Doyle in their final home game against against Subiaco. So it's a few get uh, decent games this weekend. Are you heading along to one yourself, Brian? Um, I am heading down to Bayswater versus Sterling as part of the coverage that I do for Football West. So it'd be uh, I could actually see them see them um, possibly win the league, or I will see them. Uh, probably just short, uh, fall short. Um, yeah, so it's going to be an interesting afternoon all round, I think. Um, just make sure everyone gets out and supports their local side. And also, uh, obviously, there's still uh, State League uh, 1 and 2 matches still going on too. So um, if people are looking for that, that little bit of something to, to see them through to the A-League season, then, uh, yeah, get out, and, get out and support your local team. Yeah, that's it. Forestfield went top of State League Division 1, so... I think they are one of the sides with the criteria in place to go to the MPL next year. I might be wrong on that, but if they if they are, I mean they've got a fantastic setup down there now with the new stand and and the whole lot. It's it, they've really set themselves up well. Uh, it's it's a fantastic fantastic setup that and work that they've put in since last. I played at Forest Hill at the end of 
last season before the um, the work began and what they've turned around in less than a year is a phenomenal effort from all of them involved so they've really they've really put their hat in the ring to be an MPL club and, and they're certainly heading that way both on and off the field so if, if they were to take out the State League title uh, yeah I, I think it'd be It'd be good because it's another progressive club, you know. It's got young young people involved, young ideas, and uh, and it's shaking things up a little bit. So, uh, good luck to them, and, and obviously then the other, the other teams below them. But I think I think Forestfield and Rockingham, in terms of where they're coming, and, and Rockingham in particular with their junior setup, they've done really well over the past few seasons. Yeah, absolutely. I was down at Forestfield a few weeks ago. Um, unfortunately, it was under tragic circumstances when they lost one of their. Uh, there was a. a a boy down there that plays down there um, um, tragically passed away but um, it's a fantastic setup and there's a lot of good people down there and um, I did put something up on Facebook but it was really really good to see them get behind each other and they've got a really really good family kind of feel down there so um, yeah um, it all looks like it's kind of going falling in place in terms of the football forum so um, yeah let's see it let's see it roll on yeah all right, one other story we do have to touch on. It came as a bit of a surprise to everybody today, not least the Perk Glory faithful who love to have a beer or two before the games. The Elephant and Wheelbarrow looks like it's going to be no more in November. It's going to be replaced by some put-put golf pub thingy instead. Um, yeah, as someone who generally spends quite a lot of his hard-earned cash in there, what uh, <laughs> what are your thoughts? Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to admit, I'm... I'm... Quite devastated. Um, I was just thinking about it earlier when the news came out. Um, I've probably seen the better half of about 10 years' worth of football in there from, you know, two World Cup qualifications. I've watched an Asian Cup uh, championship getting one in there. Uh, you know, hundreds of glory matches, hundreds of Socceroos matches, and just a – it's just a – it's a good – it's always been a great pub that they've really kind of not just supported, but they've really embraced the, the W. Football crowds, and they're one of the first to do that. Um, so I mean, it's it's quite a bit of a sad moment, but it's a bit of the end of an era, and we'll have to we'll have to see where the where the punters head to next, I guess. But um, yeah, no, we've uh, definitely had some great nights down there. And no doubt there will be one or two more great nights if it is a farewell to it um, over the next few months. The Socceroos games coming up, and obviously the start of the season for Glory. So I'm sure there'll be details out on Facebook and everything else for all the various get-togethers. So yeah, pop along and have a, a last point or two there, or a kind of kind of export the good stuff. Um, <laughs> always always on offer at the Elephant. So yeah, it's uh, it has been a staple in um, in terms of the the local game and people going along to watch Glory games, particularly the away games as well. You, you you tend to get a good crowd in there and they make a night of it. So yeah, it's it's a shame from that perspective. So you'll have to find a a new watering hole to take over um, pre-game and and whatnot. So yeah, good luck on your search for that one. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, we'll have to see where the where where the crowds end up, but um, yeah, no, it does uh, it does make me feel a little bit uh, a bit old that we have been kind of drinking in there for the best part of ten years, and um, you know, but as I said, we've had some fantastic nights in there, and um, yeah, I'm sure we'll uh, we'll see it off with a with a couple of boozy ones. Yeah, first they take our moon and sixpence, and now they're taking our elephant the wheelbarrow. What? There's nothing sacred anymore. No, nothing no sacred. This is terrible. All right. Well, look on that really somber and sad note, we'll uh, we'll wrap it up there for this this podcast. And um, thanks to the guys at the Daily Football Show for the support and for plugging the the stuff we do. Check out the YouTube channel. Uh, there's be a bit of a, a video up there that Blaine and the guys did from the Jindal United and Perth Glory game. Um, 
and then there'll be content on the on plugged out on the website on Twitter. We're at uh, we're at Farpost Perth on Facebook and Twitter, and yeah, you'll hear more from us over the coming weeks. So, Blaine, thanks for your time. Thanks very much, Neil. And thanks to everybody for listening. We'll uh, we'll speak to you again soon. Here's a thought. What if you woke up to find you'd won $20,000 every month for 20 years? Imagine the possibilities. Set for life from New South Wales Lotteries. Grab an entry in-store or on.